Hello, and welcome to Pagan Gumbo Podcast. This is an ongoing discussion about all things pagan. We'll be exploring both the ancient and modern perspectives, and how we conceptualize our place in the universe, and the universe itself. This is a discussion more about the questions than any answers. It's an examination that takes place as a result of dialogue. As always, your mileage may vary. And remember, it's a way to look at things, not the way to look at things. Our intent is to mix up interviews and discussions and offer up a new serving about every other week or so. Please check us out at PaganGumbo.com. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Send questions or suggested topics to questions, that's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S, at PaganGumbo.com. Podcast would like to thank this episode's sponsors, Nui Cobalt Designs, talismans, tools, and supplies for the magically minded. Each is handcrafted and charged under optimal astrological conditions. We believe the sacred objects that support your practice should be both beautiful and powerful. Free shipping in the U.S. on orders over $175. That's NuiCobaltDesigns.com. And the Magical Druid. The Magical Druid offers a wide selection of handmade and specially crafted items to help you develop your personal spirituality, enhance your magical practice, and build your personal work. Check out all of our items at www.magicaldruid.com. If you would like to donate to this podcast, please go to pagangumbo.com backslash donate. If you have a business, a nonprofit, or some other type of group, or something that you would like to get the word out on, then how about sponsoring Pagan Gumbo? You can do so. Just let us know. If you have questions, comments, or show ideas, they can all be sent to info at pagangumbo.com. If you had complaints, tape them to our front door. We'll get to them. to another episode of the Pig and Gumbo podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Forrest. I'm here with Lisa, Seamus, Sequoia, Michael, and Crystal. Today's topic is music that inspires us magically. What are some of the songs, pieces, compositions, and sounds that inspire us to work our magic and walk our pagan path? And we are going to start this conversation with Sequoia. Yay! Music, a very big part of my rituals. I pretty, I don't do any ritual without a song to match what I'm doing, so that's um, really important for me. An artist, um, I recommend Erica Badu for everyone, and she has this song called Orange Moon that I play a lot. Huh. That one in particular. So Erica and any neo soul artists like that are um, really good for my rituals that I do. Uh, what's another one? Lauren Hill. You can't go wrong with that either. Um, ever. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty um, rad. 
I got some Led Zeppelin on the spell casting playlist as well. <laughs> you have a spell casting playlist? I do. So awesome. I do. You yes. share that. Yeah. yeah you can I share will. that with all of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have a spell casting playlist. Um, those are the ones that like pop up in my head. But like Erica Badu, I would say she's my main. She's my go-to. Yeah. As far as music goes, influencing me. Because she herself is pagany, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what... I mean, if, if it's always a part of your ritual and it's always something that accompanies you when you're working your magic, how does it affect your practice? Like, what does it do? It raises energy, I think. It, I mean, I feel, it just feels different. Like the space, um, I've had people, my oldest niece, Maya, she's walked in a room after I've done a spell before. She was like, it just feels, it, this room feels different from the rest of the house. I was like, good. <laughs> like, that's, that's a good thing. So... For me, it raises energy. It gets me like totally in the mood of whatever the spell is. Nice. And sometimes it's body sensations too. Like you know, you get like hot or just I don't know. Weird things kind of happen sometimes when I do spells, <laughs> but in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah. Sure. Cool. All right. How about you, Michael? So, like a lot of pagans who came up when I did. Um, a lot of Lorena McKennett started out with yes. it. Yeah. Um, and I particularly remember I was browsing through the Celtic section in Barnes and Noble or something like that, or maybe a Borders, possibly, and came across a whole bunch of these Celtic CDs, and I took several of them home, one of which was a Lorena McKennett CD. And that had a, a deep effect on me um, because the music was very literary. I liked mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, and... That was probably for the the first chunk of my paganism. That was what really sort of drove me musically was that. And then I got into Jimmy Buffett, <laughs> which was a little weird, and it's really weird to talk about sometimes. But um, at some point or another, I don't even know if it was, I don't know who it was who suggested it. I don't know if it was me or somebody else. But we decided we were going to do a Jimmy Buffett ritual. An wow. ADF standard core order ritual yeah. format. I, I think that so was you when we said, that. sure, why not? Yeah. And so <laughs> we did it. We took a whole bunch of Jim and Buffett lyrics, tilted them about 90 degrees, and slipped them into the ritual format, and it worked really well. I still have the CD that we were supposed to use to practice the songs. Yes. Supposed to use? Well. Yeah, you know. Um, but songs about... The, the earth and the ocean, songs about a lone palm on a beach, songs about um, being son of a son of a sailor gives you your ancestors. Mm. Um, it, it, was, it, it was an interesting way to sort of interact with my druidry, which had not really interacted with that. Um, now there is, of course, a Jimmy Buffett oracle on my website that you can go, and it's modeled after an ancient Christian oracle. Wow. Um, and modeled after the PGM, which is a, a Homeric oracle. If you and don't know what the PGM is, it's the... Greek uh, Magical Papyri. Greek Magical yeah. Papyri. So it would be the G. If you put it in Greek. P. Yes. Oh, pardon me. Yes. <laughs> We're fancy. <laughs> we are fancy. We are, we are citing it in a, a, an academic manner here. Um, I feel smarter already. <laughs> but part of that, and, and I will I'll sort of punch it over to Lisa as I say this, but we've also put in a Rush Oracle on that page as well, so you can get Rush lyrics also. 
So Lisa, what about <laughs> your? Which takes it over to me. Um, <laughs> I'm the rush head of the group, I guess. Um, a lot of rush songs have mythic themes and very, although Neil Peart, their predominant soul lyricist, has basically come out mostly as agnostic and atheist and humanist. I believe he's still there. I mean, you know, we're not best friends or whatever, but um, I believe, but a lot of his songs fit in really well with neo-pagan sensibilities. So I don't necessarily use them for ritual per se, but I find them being somewhat inspiring for that sort of stuff. And then you can take lines from them and put them into a text file and give them to your friend and say, hey, make a randomizer out of this. And so if you go to, uh, if you, I think if you Google Rush Oracle, I think it might, might come up still. Probably. Uh, where you can go and it'll give you a line from a Rush song and that's your Oracle for the day. Okay, that's really cool. Um, my, my website where it is hosted is chronarchy.com. Yes. Um, we'll link to it in the show notes. It'll something. be linked right down there. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that... I, I don't tend to use music, I, I might use music as, like with mood, like you were saying, although I tend to use kind of like the new agey spa kind of music. Mostly that's mm. to drown out other sounds, mm. so that way I can focus on what I'm doing. Like the meditation music? Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, meditation music and stuff, no lyrics, no song that used to have lyrics, because then in my head I'll start putting the lyrics in. Okay. <laughs> and so I'll use that for ritual or meditation or trancey work or stuff like that the other thing that i want to kind of experiment with is i think so our local npr station has a show on saturday night called all mixed up and it plays trance music or what i don't know what they call it um dance music for raves rave music and so i think it's at 180 beats per minute which i think is the shamanic it's close it's 210 is the is the Felicitas Goodman. Okay. Ecstatic body postures. Is Either way, it seems like it's the the right beat for that kind of. As I'm driving home from work on Saturday nights, listening to it and kind of bouncing in my seat, it seems like it's the it's the right tempo for that kind of work. The other thing that I sort of became interested in. So in Celtic art, the knot work is supposed to be sort of meditative. Like you can follow the knots all the way, and there's no beginning and no ending. You can kind of just do that. And I know you guys can't see me, but I'm doing it in the air. She's she's wiggling her finger oh, yeah. around is what she's doing. I was listening to uh, uh, so an Irish band, and they were playing a series of reels. And I started to kind of like groove on the reels. And I started thinking to myself, if this was repeated over and over, could this be trance-inducing? Oh. So if I could get um, a, a, a link or a, a, a clip of it and we could figure out a way to loop it so that way it was constant for about 20 minutes or so, could that be trance-inducing? And so that's another thing that I'm interested in playing with. Neat. And Led Zeppelin's always awesome for yes. stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Shout out to OU, my OU days. That's why <laughs> my friends there hit me a said Led Zeppelin. I've been on it ever since. Yay. Very good friends. Good. Very good friends. How about you, Crystal? I'm a bit of the odd man out in this. I mean, while I have my musical tastes and I can definitely give my influences growing up, I specifically train my magic with silence. Mm. And I am, to this day, please don't do that, folks. Don't do that. It's a bad mistake. In hindsight, I will never do that again. I wish I could retrain myself and I'm working on it. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, like most 
young pagans. I mean, it was very nature based for me, and you know, we all go through our lore, and we can't. And for me, John Denver was really heavy back then. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I grew up with with singer songwriters, um, Joni Mitchell, Judy Collins, uh, uh, Jim Croce, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Gordon Lightfoot, Dan Vogelberg, and that was really you know the the calm lyrical story songs that mm-hmm. um often nature based often nature based yeah and if, if they were i i would even blur out the the lyrics and just just the different tones to me tones are energy to me and mm-hmm. whatever those patterns are will reflect in me so if i need to be in a certain mood for a certain headspace music will put me there mm-hmm. if i need to be more more angry based i'm going to throw on something like a stabbing westward album or some old muse if i uh yes um, need to forget about the world, it's a Warren Zevon day. But as for my magical practices, um, when I, I have a very strong shamanic leaning and I was told initially pick pick something that you will trance out to. And whenever you hear that, you'll be able to trance out to it. You'll have no problem getting to that place. And like, I don't want to be dependent on certain sounds of drumming. I don't want to be dependent on Mongolian throat songs. I'm not doing that. I'm doing it with silence. To this day, if I am silent and I am driving, oh, I yeah. will start disassociating now and and i will go on a journey especially certain times of the year around certain anniversaries um so silence for me has now become not such a great thing um i wish that i would have trained the music like i was recommended <laughs> and then kept that music locked away i was always afraid i'd, I'd hear drumming on the street and i'd lose it well, i never thought i'd hear silence because it's silent and i'd lose it um so that's actually where my magical practice has gone and i'm trying to reel it back Mm. Uh, and and shove it into a more appropriate box rather than oh where is she she's like clouds in the sky yeah I I am because no one's talking mm. and you need to engage me or I'm not here crystal in the sky with diamonds I, <laughs> most literally that's that's where I am magically speaking now very nice Miss Forrest all right um, Dead Can Dance is the name of a musical Ooh. group yes. and the um, especially the the front woman lisa gerard her voice is absolutely transcendent and um her process is also very magical in my opinion she doesn't often use words at all um, but she will simply enunciate sounds and um, the way she's described her process very much sounds like channeling or or being in trance and simply allowing sound to come rather than making sound and it absolutely takes me there uh, 100%. I mean, I've, I've fallen to my knees crying watching concert videos of this moment. So, so it's, it's movement. You know, it's, it's emotionally moving. Um, so that is uh, super effective. Uh, there is actually a compilation album called Wizard Women of the North, and that one has been a big deal for me since grad school. Um, I was I, I grew up dancing, and I went to grad school for dance, and one of the pieces that I was lucky enough to be involved in was about magical practice, and um, Wizard Women of the North, that compilation was um, some of the, the music that we used, and it is foolproof. I mean, there are a couple of pieces off of that album that absolutely transformed me from um, a mundane state of mind to all switches on, ready to go, lightning coming from my fingertips. Um, that being said, I can hear Army of Me by Bjork and have the same experience, <laughs> especially that, that opening explosion sound. Um, when I was back in Los Angeles as a go-go dancer, um, 
one of the most wonderful experiences I could imagine was being on a dance floor in the middle of the night and absolutely losing any sense of reality or at least, you know, earthly reality um, and just you know, trancing out on Stabbing Westward or, or gosh, there's so many. There, I, I could never even begin to list all of them, but, but the process of being on a dance floor I'm sure it's very shamanic actually especially Mm -hmm. if you're there for five eh, more like four four hours at a time not stopping just moving and sweating and sweating and moving and moving and sweating there's a beat and we used to go to Ozfest all the time when it was in Columbus and there's a certain tempo and it's not 180 or 210 there's some or maybe it is I don't know but there's a certain tempo that whenever the band with the drums and bass would kick into that tempo. And, I mean, the crowd would just, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it would be this, you would feel the energy of the crowd just suddenly being really super focused on stuff. And and I know, I don't know if I ever would call them out-of-body experiences, but I know, like, a Rob Zombie concert I don't remember much of, and not I don't take anything, but it was <laughs> his, because all of his songs, as my spouse will tell me, are at the same tempo, and it's just, there's a beat that is... I can't. I can't put it into words, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it just. It's probably close to one ten. It's very Between primal. Between ninety and one ten. Yeah. It's very very primal. I would love to find out exactly what that is. I'll find that. Well, I can. Yeah. There's. Um, speaking of primal, the one last thing I'll mention is the drummers of Burundi, on Real World Records. That was uh, Peter Gabriel's label. There's an entire hour of nonstop drum beat, but it is very. It sounds, if you're just listening to it for what it sounds like, it's dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun for an hour. If you feel it and you experience what it feels like, something is happening. And I have no better words than that for what's going on. But it is absolutely driving and energetic and filled with power. I was when, so at the amphitheater we used to be at, Ozfest was notorious for the people in the lawn ripping up pieces of the lawn and throwing them around, and they wouldn't start that. It wouldn't be happening until that beat would kick in. And you'd look back because we would get regular seats because I'm going to sit back there, (laughs) and you'd look back and you'd see them starting to go, Mm. and it was like, oh, they've just tapped into something and nobody knows what it is and is trying to control it. Well. That's a debatable thing. Some people do yeah. know and, and are using it. I mean, that's true. Yeah. You can go back and read, you know, Hammer of the Gods. And, that's true. And that's true. Zeppelin and, and Sabbath and many of those people knew that that you know it's just the same reason why you use certain chord structures mm-hmm. that that Sabbath was notorious for because it elicits a, a certain feeling and, and mm-hmm. energy. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. It it it, it was calling to that primal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Doors did that too. Mm-hmm. They had like the yeah. yeah. Well, for me, I could go on for hours, so I, I won't. Um, there's many, many bands that you could you could talk about. As far as what influences me, magic uh, in my magic, it's the whole idea of music. And to me, music is magic, and magic is music if it's done right. There's there's a a rhythm and a melody to magic, to life, to everything. Um, when creating magic or ritual, there should be an ebb and flow just like that. Um, we in the Western are um, attuned to certain uh, frequencies, uh, uh, patterns. We like uh, an AC, AC, B 
sometimes D meaning the segments of a song. There's an A and a B part, also known as a voice and a, or a verse and a chorus, and that repeats, and there's a bridge, and then there's sometimes a coda. But but we, on in our societies, have become very used to those. We're very used to the fact that you start with a one chord, you go to often a four chord to build drama, you resolve at a five chord, or go back to the one chord. All of those things create the patterns, and then along with the drum beat and the things that you create this, it creates its own energy. Like Sequoia was saying earlier, you, you can... You can tap into that energy. You can build energy. You can build momentum. You can build uh, anger. You can build uh, passion. All those things that, that you can create with music. Um, so to me, it, 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 there's no separation. Um, everything in my life is done to a musical grid. Um, there is a song, and I will misquote it, but it was by Judas Priest many, many years ago. And the line is... There's a single sonic sound that is vibrating in the universe continuously. Um, and then there is a line from a book, Hammer of the Gods, about Led Zeppelin, where they talk about Jimmy Page looking for that sonic sound, and that when him and Plant hit it together, it opened doors. Mm-hmm which goes to your comment about the doors. They were also seeking those kind of things, and there's just certain certain things like that. When I was going through the ADFDP program, uh, the Dedicate program, there was a, a part where you had to do meditations, and I had a hard time at the beginning getting into meditation. So what I would do was I would meditate to certain sounds. So I, I have a bass guitar, and I would thump on the G string, and meditate you know record that and then meditate meditate to just g or then what happens if you meditate to e what happens if you go from g and then five minutes in you change what if you go up an octave down an octave all those things what happens when you do not hit a harmonious 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 chord but you do something that is different you know all we have to do is look at other cultures music and how foreign that sounds to our ears because they're using things that aren't based on our chord structures and our note structures. We're not hitting the first, the third, the fifth, which is what makes up our major chords. They're hitting other chords, and it sounds weird to us. Mm-hmm. Listen to Japanese music, and it's like, you know, people, ding, 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 ding. what is that? Well, to them, it's perfectly normal. To us, it sounds foreign. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I could go on and on, but music is very powerful, and I think when you use it correctly, whether it's just drumming, to put yourself in the right headspace or you're using it as a backdrop, as a, a, a ritual soundtrack. Um, you know, anybody who doesn't understand the power of music has never watched Rocky or any, you know, any movie, Star Trek, Star Wars. You know, those, oh, yeah. those are instantly uh, called back to a certain feeling. They say you, if you turn off the soundtrack, if a movie makes you cry and you completely silence the soundtrack behind it, mm-hmm. how do you still feel? It's the music that's driving those tearjerkers for you more than what actually is happening on the screen. Absolutely. Especially if it is a st- soundtrack like a John Williams Lord composition. Lord yeah. Lord yeah. Shore, yeah. You listen to Harry Potter music, you listen to Star Wars music. That's the Jurassic same. Jurassic Park. Com- yeah. Yeah, sure. The same composer. You can tell that <laughs> those themes stick pop, with pop. you, and they are incredibly evocative. One of the, the things, as we've been talking about this, one of the things that sort of stood out to me is one of the ways that I really use music in my paganism is to get the kids involved. Hmm. Mm. Because, mm-hmm. so, 
and there are there are some simple examples like when we dance a maypole at Bell Ten, we send them around and around and around with drums and things like that, and we we called in the. Um, we had them bring noisemakers once to Bell Ten, and we walked around, and they just made noise. They shook bell branches, they drummed, they did, you know, <laughs> played whistles and stuff like that um, to kind of simulate that that troop of fairies moving mm-hmm. through space. And they loved that; they got really involved. Oh, yeah. But the thing that has really connected, I think, my kids to the the notion of paganism that I really want them to have is um, when we take them to the cemetery where my father is buried, we play Delta Ray's Dance in the Graveyard, and they dance in the graveyard. And that is one of the ways that they Mm -hmm. connect to their ancestor right there Mm -hmm. um, is, is through that music and through that movement because that's how they understand it they understand it through music and movement mm. um and it's it makes sense to them because it makes sense to their body to engage mm-hmm. in that sure way. yeah so accessing something very primal and very basic exactly yeah. i know we're running out of time but i don't want to you know obviously there's a whole uh we, we do episodes on bardic traditions and and you know how and the, maybe we will. And maybe, maybe we, we will. will. <laughs> and how the bards use music. But the other thing that about music is that it's a great, uh, what do you call it, for memory. You know, Because if you can't remember a large volume of things, if you put it down to a meter and a rhyme, oh, yeah. you can learn it so much easier, which is what the bards would often do. So Mnemonic yeah. device. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yes. So, yes. So that's it, I guess. Woo-hoo. Anybody else got anything? We good? Uh, we out? I think we out. We out. We out. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. It might have been I've held on to the hurt But I know it's got to end I just don't know how To begin to live again Oh, take my hand And sing along Side by side, we'll all grow strong. And like that song about those crazy diamonds, we'll all shine on.
I'd like to say I'm sorry if I've caused you harm. I'd like to say I'm okay if I've caused you alarm. You know I'm different now. I'm trying to reform. It's just not that easy living after the storm. Oh, take my hand and sing along side by side. We'll all grow strong and like that song about those crazy diamonds will all shine on shine on I wander through the forest looking for my God All I found were questions, lunatics and frauds. <laughs> in a world of instant gratification, in a mean attitude. It's so hard to keep it real and speak only true. I'll take my hands and sing. Those crazy diamonds will all shine on. 